Welcome to the Fox and Wolf Talk Show, your number one spot for all things design, branding, and marketing. Bringing you incredible and actionable content every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. UK time. Please welcome your hosts, Guna and Leela. Happy Saturday, Fox and Wolf family. So excited to be back with you guys. And today we have an incredible guest named Lauren Golden. If you guys are not familiar with her, get ready because she has <laughs> incredible, incredible value bombs for you today. Um, if you are a mama, you are going to be so inspired by her. It's insane. Um, and as a side note, where the heck is Guna? So Guna will be joining us um, a little bit later. She had a um, traveling conflict that unfortunately has left her without Wi-Fi service. So we're hoping she'll sneak in. But if not, um, you can still catch the replay. We'll still have it up on podcast where everything will stay the same. We just will see her beautiful face here. So with that being said, I am going to let Lauren give her own kind of self-introduction, what she does, how she got into this, and then we're going to get rocking and rolling. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. So like she said, my name is Lauren Golden and I'm the founder of the Free Mama and the Free Mama Movement. And you might be like, what the heck is that? What is a Free Mama? Um, the really cool thing about that is that basically I get to spend every day of my life helping free moms from the nine to five to build um, a business working from home on their own terms and live a totally awesome guilt-free life. And I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that the reason I'm really passionate about this is because this is a trail that I basically had to blaze on my own. Uh, I have three kids. My oldest is six. Uh, and I grew up with a stay at home mom. I always, always, always knew I wanted to be a mom. What I didn't know is that uh, what motherhood looked like for me would be a lot different than what I experienced as a child. And when we got pregnant with my oldest, it was not a financial possibility for me to stay home. Um, I had to go back to work and I had all the icky feelings going back from maternity leave about feeling like I was a horrible mom and how could I leave my baby and all this stuff. And actually on my first day back at work, uh, I remember this moment where I sat back in my chair and I'm like, ooh, I'm always gonna work. Like I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I haven't used my brain in three months. And now I'm like doing all this stuff I'm really good at and I'm strategizing and I'm getting back into like all these activities I do, I enjoy and I'm making money. And this is important to me. And then when my second kid came along is when I had this light bulb moment of like, Okay, so I, I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I wanted to work. And now finally I realized that the nine to five is not gonna allow me to show up as the mom that I wanna be while making the money that I wanna make. And I personally believe that starting your own business and being a business owner is the absolute best way to live the best life possible. And so my journey was not straight and narrow. Like I think a lot of business owners, I dabbled in network marketing. I thought I was going to be like a famous mom blogger, like all of these things with no business plan, by the way. I'm like, I'm just going to write articles and somehow I'll be able to quit my job. All these things didn't happen. Um, and freelancing was actually the path for me. Um, if you're not familiar with the concept of freelancing, basically you're just an independent contractor basically your service provider. So a lot, I think of the people that you, you guys, that the show is serving, you guys listening right now are probably service providers, your graphic designers, especially if you're following these outstandingly talented women, that is not a skill I have in my, my tool belt at all. Um, but I teach moms to take those skills that they do have or develop things that they're interested in or passionate about, um, and help them learn to become freelancers from home. And then I bring in all the ooey gooey mom stuff of like work-life balance and time management. And like, what does this actually look like? Because I think 
we talk a lot about balance and assume that it means that we've kind of like compartmentalized our life. Uh, and I think any mother would agree that when you're, you become a mom, like that takes over every part of your life. So that's what I do. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. So seriously, the work-life balance thing, that is the topic that we are hitting before we have yeah. off today, because it is something that is, so discussed, but yet the reality of it, I feel like doesn't really come out unless you're talking to two or three or four moms in a room who all run businesses and they're like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Because you get these, you can do it just like this. And then just like, and if you follow this schedule and you did it, it's, so we have to talk about that because I think totally. that's a huge thing that people feel, feel overwhelmed by, like they can't do it all and they're expected to do it all. So I have to backtrack yes. though. So tell me, how did the freelancing side of everything get started for you? Like, when did you say, okay, I want to do freelancing? Because that seems like that's where you started before it sort of trickled into then knowing that this was a business idea, like a full-term, full, like long-term business idea. Yeah. So we're going like just super honest, right? So the super honest thing is that I was really desperate. Um, I was miserable. I felt like I wasn't able to be the mom I wanted to be. Um, I felt like I was the smartest person in the room at every meeting we had at my job, um, yet probably getting paid close to the bottom. I mean, I was, you know, in my early mid twenties and I'm just like, this sucks. Like I felt trapped and I was, I tried the network market. I tried all these things and I'm like, this stuff is all just not working for me. And I'm a smart cookie and I'm ready. I'm like, universe, I am ready. And I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad for a free training about how to be a social media manager from our mutual friend, Liz Benny, which is how we were connected was through Liz Benny. So this was very early 2015. I watched this thing. My eyes have probably never been wider in my entire life. My jaw was probably dropped. Um, it probably dropped further when I saw the price of the course, if I'm really honest. I about had a panic attack. And yet I had this feeling in my gut of like, you can do this. And, and I was already doing a lot of this stuff at my job. So it's not like, I think the light bulb for me in that moment was like, wait, I can do this on my own. Like I can do this not for an employer. Like that was, I think the light bulb moment of like, wow, I can do this stuff that I'm already doing and I can do it by myself and I can actually charge more for it. And then I get to do it when I want to do it and where I want to do it and with whom I want it. Like that was the big moment for me. And so I very rapidly went and got my credit card. I did not tell my husband. I'm not condoning my behavior, guys. I'm just telling you the truth. Um, but I went and got my credit card. I did not tell my husband. Um, I don't even think she had finished talking on the webinar. And I was sold. I just, I had this feeling in my gut of like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And I paid that course off in less than a month and I quit my job. So that was probably around March. Um, so I started doing this while I was still at my nine to five. And there's a whole longer version of this story, but the short version is that I had quit my job uh, within probably about five months of buying that program. So if you want to fast track your results, invest in people, programs, coaches, something that have been there before. I, without a doubt, spent two years of my life, the two years between my daughter was born and my son was born, 
thinking that I had to figure this out myself, thinking that I'm a millennial, I'm a special snowflake, like I have to invent something that no one's ever done before and be like really special and then it will be amazing. And if I could go back and give like my 25 year old self some hot advice, it would be work smarter, not harder, quit trying to reinvent the wheel. Your personality is what is going to make you different. It's not this like special snowflake millennial idea that you think that you have to have that is not coming to you. So uh, that, so honestly, it was the magic of Facebook advertising is what set me out on this totally new course. And my ability to, even though I was scared and even though I couldn't afford it and even though the timing wasn't right and all of these other things that now in my business I hear every single day, I pulled out the credit card and I made the decision anyway. And then I committed to taking action. I did the entire course in that weekend. Like I just consumed hours of video and I was off. There was no excuses. After I spent a thousand dollars, I'm like, I gotta make this back before my husband sees the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because if you guys don't know Liz Benny, she is amazing. She's amazing. When I first met her in Meltdown, Meltdown of the Desert, Meltdown in the Desert event, I was like, I love this woman and I love her wife. And I just love all of this. And and it really sparked so much of my momentum, you know, even from like we've broken down and done sort of these mini master classes and courses that we're turning into these like yeah. mini webinars. But it's all come from the foundation of Liz because yep. what she teaches in both Kapow and Social Monkey business. Social Monkey business. Yeah, mm-hmm. social, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's incredible. So yeah, she's She's phenomenal. So go follow, shout out to her. So go follow yes. her so, because you will get so much value. With that being said, let me ask you, like when you quit your nine to five and you came home and were full time, like tell me what people, how people were at work versus like also what your husband was saying. Was he like, what's happening? What you, this is great. But like, where did this come from? Like, how did that unravel? So, okay, so we're gonna get into the extended version. So you guys are gonna have to go on a little bit of a trip with me, but um, so I am a planner. I am very type A, I'm a little high strung. I'm very, I have great self-awareness, you guys. Like I I know this about myself. Um, So I like to plan and I am not the natural born risk taker. And my husband and I are very yin and yang. So he's like up in the clouds. He comes home with a new idea every day. Like all those millennial star, uh, like snowflake idea. He has those. My husband actually does. Like not all of them are good, but like he has 1 million ideas every day. And that's just not me. Um, And so we're really, he's like, oh, just like, we'll just figure it out and just like quit. And, and I'm like, no plan. And at the time he, we had already bought a business that he was running. So we were on my healthcare, the whole family. Um, I mean, there was like a lot of weight on my shoulders and, and he was in those early days of entrepreneurship. And so he was not even paying himself consistently and we had bought someone else out. So we had a huge SBA loan. So you want to talk to me about the timing not being right. My friends, there is never a right time. It's kind of like having a baby, like there's never a right time. So I went to planning because I knew I was miserable and I knew I was gonna do this. I've got some income coming in with freelancing. I'm like a year because you guys, I'm telling you what, a year is the safest plan ever because it is not so far away that you're like, it's never gonna happen, but it's not so close that you're like, I got this, I got a year. So a year is too safe. Any of you right now saying that you're gonna do something within a year, it's too safe. You gotta knock some time off that, it's not gonna work, I'm just telling you. Um, But at the time I was giving myself a year. 
And about two months into that year plan, uh, we found out I was pregnant and that was not a part of our plan. I can tell you right now. So that was not part of the plan. And I'm like, well, like maybe this is a good thing. Like I'm kind of a chicken. So now I don't really have to quit. I just won't come back from maternity leave. Like this will be the easiest out ever. Like I got this. And what happened was, uh, we went in for our 12 week appointment and actually found out that I had had a miscarriage and we had no idea. My husband, I don't know any of, any of you guys watching, if you're, if your mom's like, my husband never went to my appointments and this would have been our third child. Like he did not go to appointments and there was some sort of divine intervention, the universe, something, whatever you believe in that he happened to go with me that day and he never went. And it was as, devastating as you can imagine and we had no ideas no symptoms nothing um what happened from that loss and that experience is that i actually heard a voice in my head probably in a little bit of a crazy way so you can judge me that's cool but like there was an actual voice in my head that was saying what's your plan now what's your plan now what's your plan now like over and over and i'm like okay like what i took from that is like we can plan we can always, we can plan, but there's a lot of things in this life that are going to happen outside of our control. And if you want something bad enough, you got to go after it today, not tomorrow, today. And so we found out on a Friday, I had a DNC procedure on Saturday, the next day. And I walked in and I quit my job that next Friday. So exactly one week to the day that I had a miscarriage, I walked in and I quit. And in that same meeting, uh, to get back to like your original question, in that same meeting that I quit, I handed them a five-page proposal uh, to take over the part of my job that I felt like I could do as a freelancer. There was a component of my job that I'm like, okay, that person has to be there. But um, And I turned my previous employer into my highest paying client in one hour and quit my job. So uh, my husband obviously knew this is what I was going to do. Like I said, he's more of a dreamer anyway. So I think he was more optimistic than me that we would figure it out. Um, a lot of self-belief of like, okay, if I do this, I've got to own it and I've got to make this work. Like, like I said, we still two years later from my daughter being born relied on my income. So it was do or die. Like if I didn't make it work, I was going to have to go back and get another job. And so those were my choices. And for me, it was like non-negotiable. Like I knew I was going to figure it out and I was going to make it work. As far as my employees or my employees, my um, colleagues, I mean, I, I was the thing that was hard is that I was really close with my department. It was really small. There was only like five of us. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of our boss. So that made it really easy, but we were actually really close and they were really supportive. Um, all of them still work in nine to five. So to each their own, I can't make everybody have this same belief that I have that being a business owner is the best way to kind of navigate your life. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think they were just all really supportive. None of them were surprised. None of, I think maybe surprised that I had pulled the trigger, but none of them were surprised that I was kind of setting out on this new life trajectory. <laughs> That's incredible though. Like I, I am blown away. And to tell you, like, that was amazing that you, that you sold your new business to your current employer. The day that you were quitting is phenomenal. <laughs> That's the power behind having passion and mission and drive. And people yes. doubt that in themselves. They say, well, I have to have this plan and it has to be this long and I have to do this and I'm not sure if it's going to work. And, and when you're not willing to take those risks, you're not going to have the game. 
And so that's yeah. that's such a powerful thing to understand. And when you really are motivated by it, you'll get it done. You will achieve it. And that's the thing. And and you know, it's interesting because as moms, I think sometimes I just I remember my former self before being a mom. And I would <laughs> You <I'm> do? <laughs> I, I it's funny, I had these flashback moments where I'm like, I would have done that. Now I won't do that. You know? <laughs> you, you. You go through this in your mind. You're like, I used to be really cool. Now I'm, I'm cool. I don't know that I was ever cool. (laughs) In your your head, you're like, I I would have totally done that. Now I could die and I won't, you know, (laughs) who's going to care for my kids? Like you, you know, you just have these normal, like mom caring, making sure every like unit is stuck together. And so a lot of times we built ourselves out of taking risks because we don't believe in our capabilities and women are insanely amazing like our ability our brains are wired and function completely different than men totally yeah, we have i mean scientifically speaking we have the ability to multitask in ways that is just astounding how we can do what we do is incredible we just have to believe in ourselves and i think sometimes we just don't do that to the extent that we should and we get stuck in that i'm always going to be where i'm at i'm always going to drop my kid off at daycare i'm always going to have to be the stay-at-home mom because there's both sides of it right there are moms who are single moms but they really want to work yep and there are moms who are you know going to the nine to five and they really want to go home and work and they can't find the in-between. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because when I started building out my program and my movement, I assumed um, that my avatar, my ideal client was kind of a former version of me, right? Hey! hey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm late. And You're sorry. home. <laughs> I'm finally, I'm in this beautiful hotel room. Finally, I got there. It was super long way. It was super it was terrible accident on the road and it was just like so so long but at least everyone is safe we are here and i'm so glad to meet you yay well we were just talking about mom guilt basically and and why a lot of women aren't going after what they want especially when they have children because they feel like they have to put everybody above themselves. And and two things I was going to say about your your comment was one, you know, when I first started reaching out to people in my in in my business and starting my movement, I assumed my avatar was kind of a former version of myself. And I think a lot of us as business owners do that. We've solved a problem and so we want to help other people solve that same problem faster. I see that all the time. What happened that I wasn't expecting is what you just hit the nail on the head on is that I have about 50% working moms who want to become full-time freelancers, and I have about 50% stay-at-home moms who are not living their best life, who either feel like they, you know, they're not using their brain anymore, they don't, they've lost their identity, they have so much guilt that their spouse is the sole person responsible for their finances, like all of these things, and I, because that wasn't my story, I kind of didn't really see it coming, and now because I, I, I'm doing coaching with these people and I'm really getting to know my students, it's just amazing that it, it, guilt is an equal opportunity thing. I mean, and it's it's honestly, if I could have like a mission, yes, freelancing, like, yes, like kind of this habit all lifestyle as moms, but like if I could eradicate mom guilt, like if that's what I could be known for, like that would be the thing because it's so insane and it's just, it's not even fair and, uh, 
what I will say about my own version of that is the last place that I was working. So this, this employer that I, I turned into my client was actually a school. It was a small private Catholic school back in Kansas city. We don't live there anymore, but, um, and my daughter, my, my oldest, she was the only one school age. She got to go to a private school. Tuition was like a la $10,000 a year. And that's in Kansas, well, Missouri technically, but, um, and she got to go there for free. And I quit this job. And that was like my one, everything felt right. I knew I needed it. Everything felt right, except that one thing. That was the one thing that ate me in that moment of like, am I being selfish? Am I taking away my daughter's education? And at the end of the day, what I sat back and realized is that if her mom is miserable every day with like tears rolling down her face on the two hour drive commute all day, every day, it felt like and rushing to get dinner and rushing to get everybody in bed. And my husband's not even home yet. And I'm crying again while they're in the bath because I just like hate my life. How can I show up for her as the mom that I'm supposed to be like, yeah, she has this great education when she's there, but then she comes home to this mom who is not at all satisfied with what's going on in her life. And I'm not showing up as the mom that she needs me to be. And so that is kind of what was able to make those little like guilt voices go away is like, if I'm not, if my, and this is true for every mom, if mom is not happy, the whole family will suffer the whole family, because we are like the drivers of that ship. We, for the most part, you know, we're driving our home, we're driving, you know, we drive the kit, not figuratively and, and metaphorically, <laughs> but like we are the drivers. And if we're miserable, that's it. Everybody's going to be miserable. And so you have to take care of yourself. And not only should you not feel guilty about it, but you should be prioritizing it because it's freaking important. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Powerful. Well, that's like Guna is away this weekend. Sans children and hubby. Yes. Just reset, yeah. relax. Not easy because I haven't done that. I think a really long time and uh but i'm super happy because they will be enjoying their time together and i'm here a little late but i'm still here and it's like two days ahead of uh lovely sightseeing of exploring just being with my friend and just like kind of unplugging basically from family life and from business uh just to enjoy and to be and to recharge and I haven't done that in so long time. So I'm like super excited and super happy. And I think in the first time, actually, I don't feel that guilt. Uh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like missing them. But then I'm texting them and everything is fine. And uh, and at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to enjoy. I want to, I want to be there and I want to explore more because, well, there should be me time as well, right? And I'm, I'm going to bet that when you get back, you're going to be more creative in your business. You're going to be more present as a parent and everything, everything will snowball from there in a really positive way because you took that time to recharge yourself. Um, you know, it's the most cliche analogy ever about moms and like filling our cups, but it's so true. Like if our cup is empty because we're constantly pouring into other people and we do nothing to pour back into ourselves, you're going to be just dry. Yeah. It's, it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. You know, it, it's honestly, you know, Guna and I go through that process when we work with our clients where we're helping them identify, okay, your internal branding is set. Right. And sometimes it's not, and they'll give us this really basic, this is my mission. This is my goal. These are my values. And we're like, this is really surface level. Like this is, you've got to really want this 
to motivate yourself to move forward. And especially when we work with women, we can both relate to this. There's always this process of like guilt and then moving forward from it and then allowing themselves to own why they want to do this and then letting that shine through into their branding. And, you know, it, it's a it's a powerful process. So let me ask you, when you developed this program, like how did the program itself come into development? Because like people can hop on this train like they can come find you and hop on this train oh yeah <laughs> we so love you too <laughs> please so tell us how the process of actually like developing because that's a big disconnect you know people have ideas that are beautiful but they don't know how to actually develop them and then translate it so that someone else can do it too yeah so huh. I have to go back to Liz again. So the evolution of my journey was, so I quit the job, I'm doing the freelancing, I'm working like maybe four hours a day. I'm like working sometimes, I'm doing social media management primarily when I started. So I'm like on my phone at the zoo with my kids on a Wednesday, which as a parent I thought would never happen in my life. It's beautiful. Um, and then everything was going great. I'm actually making more money than I was at my previous nine to five. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really good at this. And then very, very unexpectedly, my husband got recruited for a job that moved us across the country. We were in our forever home. We lived in the same town as my family. Like, nope, not anymore. And then just to add to the kicker, we found out we were pregnant again. So we actually bought a house in a new state. I turned 30 and we found out we were pregnant again all like within four days. And I'm pretty sure I just cried the whole time. I'm like, I'm just crying. <laughs> like, what is happening? And we moved. And the problem for me was uh, when I had built what I kind of call my, my freelancing business, you know, 1.0 was that I was working with small local businesses. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, what I had not taken into consideration because I didn't think it applied to me uh, was location freedom. And all of a sudden my family got uprooted and I lost all of my clients but one and I basically had to start over again after we moved in a place where I knew no one. So that's when I was like, okay, uh, I, I know I can do this now, right? I've got the proof, I've done it before, so I'm gonna do it again. And uh, I set out to only work with online-based businesses in that moment. I'm like, I'm not going to have this happen again. Uh, there's enough opportunity out there. Um, and it really, it probably was somewhat of a subconscious choice at the time, yet I knew what I was doing, if that makes sense. Like I knew that I was, I, I probably hadn't heard the phrase location freedom, but I knew that I wasn't gonna put myself in my business in that vulnerable position again. And so that was kind of evolution 2.0 of my business. And after I rebuilt it again for the second time after we moved, uh, I started noticing a lot of people reaching out to me online, like people I hadn't heard of since high school, like neighbor, just random people, but like probably about once a week. And they're like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Do you, are, are you in network marketing? Like what's happening? We just see you like talking, but like we know you're working, but like you don't have a job. Like people seriously, like they didn't understand. And I was getting messages like once a week and I'm like, okay. And I always knew, I always knew it was possible even before I did it. I knew as a mom, there had to be another choice besides just stay home or like this lean in movement, like the gray area, right? I knew that. And I had carved it out for myself. And so that's when I kind of had this like, okay, I actually think my purpose, like in a very like, oh, kind of way, like I think my purpose is to teach other people how to do this, is to like show other people that they can do this too. Like this, this is not about me. This is about 
moms. Like this is about everybody. Like it was this huge mental shift. And around that time, I'm sitting on Facebook and I'm scrolling through and I see an ad from the lovely Liz Benny again, who I already know and I already trust because she's already gotten me out of my nine to five like she promised. And it's a webinar for this thing called Kapow Accord or Kapow whatever. It's like how to build an online program. And I'm like, I want to build an online program. I'm like, I should watch this. But here's the deal. And I've actually joked with her about this since then. I was actually pissed that I had to sit through the whole 90 minute webinar because all I wanted was the order page. I'm like, I already know I'm going to buy it. I already know it's going to be amazing. So could you just send me the link? Like it was actually very frustrating. But so that's what I did. Um, I, I went back to what I knew worked, which was stop trying to reinvent the wheel follow a roadmap, you know that this person can help you with this. And so um, I utilized that as kind of my model. And then I'm actually very, very fortunate that I actually coach with Liz now as well. So getting a mentor, having someone you work with, like these beautiful women who are running this show for you guys, like it is absolutely essential to your success to have somebody on your team who knows what's going on, who can offer you actual advice and feedback based on personal experience, not just like something they read in a book, but they haven't implemented and accomplished. And lean into that person who believes in you because it has been a very crazy journey. Uh, but yeah, I, I, that is like the understatement of the world. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. That's like the biggest understatement, but we're actually coming up on one year from when I bought, bought it. And so I actually launched the program in December. It's been less than a year and I've had over 500 women go through my programs. So it's been insane. It has been a wild, wild ride. Um, I think in terms of how I get the information, um, I'm vulnerable, I'm authentic. I don't try to make it sound like anything's easier than it is. It's not easy, but it is possible and it is simple. And I'm sure you guys have all heard that before. You guys may have even talked about that before, but we as humans, I think really like to overcomplicate things and it's really simple. And sometimes you just need somebody to like call you on your stuff and help you through it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you wanted more of the technical side of how I've done it, but that's that was the evolution that was like the timeline it was it it was one of those things where i'm sure you guys can relate to like when you're a business owner and you're building something like it never feels fast enough or that's how i felt it never felt fast enough like i feel like i should do more i feel like and i'm working in these time constraints if i have four hours a day where my kids are at preschool i have four hours four hours that's it that's my time so you want to talk about like how to stay motivated or how to not procrastinate. I have four hours a day and I got goals. I got people to reach. I got stuff to do. That's how you stay motivated. Like give yourself some like serious boundaries and implement them. I got four hours. So I, you know, I, I stuck my head down and I did it and it never felt fast enough, never felt fast enough. And yet now that I've quote unquote done it, I look back and I'm like, holy crud. My life is not even recognizable from what it was one year ago, not even recognizable. And while it never felt fast enough at the time, what I want you guys to know is if you do something every single day consistently to move you closer towards your goals, when you look back over your shoulder, you're going to amaze yourself, but you got to put all the BS aside and you got to keep moving forward. And I think you referenced this earlier. You've got to know what your goals are. You've got to know where you're going, where are you steering the ship, right? So I don't know if that answered your question. 
just so so powerful it is like amazing and it's so true as well we have spoken about that it's actually super simple but it's not easy you just need to go get there you need to believe in yourself and exactly you need to have your, your goals because if you do not know where you are headed then you will just get lost in the road and and that's it um but yeah that was powerful uh share us share please with us as well like you mentioned liz and uh, that she's your mentor do you still uh have mentors maybe you have some more super do you still use mentoring and and what would be your advice to get somebody who can uh show you the way like hold your hand and just like kind of went through this journey uh with you like yeah just all your experience with mentoring and, and people who can help you. Totally. So Liz, I, I'll be really honest. I used to be one of those people that was like, coaches, <laughs> that's not a job. Like, that's not a thing. Like, stop taking advantage of people. Like, or, or the flip side, I'd be like, like, I'm motivated. I'm hardworking. Like, I don't, coaches is for people, are for people who like, don't have their lives figured out. Like, I think that was my like, I, I would say all those things. And again, clearly Liz was someone I had been following for a while. She had helped me accomplish all of these great things. And that was without even knowing her. So when I had the opportunity to work with her, um, clearly I made an exception to all my belief systems and was like, okay, all right, like maybe they're not so bad. And now it's to the point where, so we're coming up on our like one year anniversary of, of coaching here in September. And now it's to the point where I, cannot imagine being a successful business owner without a coach. I can't imagine it. And what I've learned over the last year that I didn't know before that, or at least I, I couldn't have articulated or like put my finger on. And I'm sure any of you guys who have been business in business long enough, uh, you can relate to this as well. Um, it is the greatest personal development journey or course you will take in your life is entrepreneurship. And what I mean by that is that you can have a great product. You can have a kind of a crappy product, quite frankly. You can have really good marketing. Um, you can have, you know, be really great at sales. You can do all these things and have these systems in place. Uh, but if your mindset is not right, you're toast, you're host. I'd argue it's up, upwards of like 90% in terms of importance. And then like somewhere in the 10% is like your marketing and your brand and your product and what and your systems. Like it's, I would argue it's that important, especially when you elevate to a certain level. Um, I've had a lot of stuff happen, particularly over the last three or four months where there is no way I would have climbed out of it. There's no way if I didn't have somebody who supported me in a business slash mindset capacity. And, and the distinction there is like, of course, my husband supports me. Of course he does. My friends support me. My parents support me, but they don't quote unquote get it. If that makes sense. Um, they don't know what it feels like to have Facebook shut off your ad account. It really sucks. By the way, They don't necessarily know what it's like to have to fire a team member or fire a client or have people talking trash about you on the internet for everybody to read. Like they don't know what those experiences are like. And so to have a coach who can help you not only from the business strategy standpoint, but from the mindset standpoint of like, listen, you're a person, you're a good person, like you're valid in how you're feeling, but here's how I need you to pick yourself up out of this so that you can keep going and serve the people you're meant to be serving. Like that component, all the business stuff aside, if I would have known I was going to get and need that, 
I would have signed up just for that. I just didn't even know I needed it until I needed it. You know what I mean? So in terms of finding the right person, make sure it is someone who genuinely believes in you. Um, somebody who like uh, one of the things that I think has been so great about Liz is there have been times. I mean, you have to believe in yourself. Let me get clear. If you don't believe you can do it, nobody else is going to do it for you. So you better believe in yourself. But if you can find that coach or mentor who believes in you as much, if not more, as you do, when that BS happens, they're going to remind you how amazing you are and you'll believe it. It's not just going to be like some BS, like coaching, give me your money thing. Like you're going to be like, okay, they're right. Like they get me. So I think a personality match is really, really important. Um, you need somebody who believes in your business too. Um, so make sure they understand what you're doing. They understand what you're trying to build and create. Um, and then, like I said, I think the most important thing in terms of credibility is you need a mentor who's walked it before. You need somebody who can not just talk the talk, but is walking the walk or has walked the walk. Uh, because I just, I find it very difficult to think that that person can serve you at the capacity you probably need if they haven't. And then just to come full circle on the whole coaching thing, uh, because I was such a big fan of coaches before I hired one, I, that is not what I set out to do. I set out to build this online program. Like that's what I was doing. And I actually had some women who were enrolling asking to work with me. And I was like, that's cute. I don't do that. Like major imposter syndrome, like all this stuff of like, I'm not a coach. Like I don't get that. I'm not like certified. I'm not like qualified. Like I can't do these things, all these things, which now is funny because it's, I actually work with my students on imposter syndrome and feeling like you're not good enough or not worth enough and all these things. And I like resisted. Let's just say my coach made me be a coach. So now I actually coach my students. And where that came from was like, they need you. And if you really want to serve them, like at the highest capacity, you have to show up for them and, and work with them either in a group or individually or whatever that looks like. But um, so it's it's been a really interesting evolution and in that I've, I've come very full circle on how I feel about coaches. I probably still don't identify as a coach, but uh, I the reality is I, I do coach people. <laughs> I love it. You know, excuse me. It's funny because when Guna and I started the Fox Home Talk Show, we just did this as a talk show. Like we got, okay, so let's, let's back up really fast. Because if you don't know, Guna and I got connected in a, mastermind that we were both in and our mentors put us together as accountability buddies awesome. which i secretly think they knew that we were just gonna like ignite and it was just gonna be this forever story now that it is probably um, you know but so we, we we were like all right you know there is like no content out there that is really number one bringing in people who can actually add serious value to our audience in this aspect and number two who's giving them the nitty-gritty details on how do you actually get through difficulties with telling your story and creating an audience and building an external brand collateral that relates to the people you're trying to reach and facebook advertising and balancing your life and being a like no one's really talking about it to a level that actually served so many of our clients. We're like, let's just start this talk show. And then this talk show started and we were like, there were people who were reaching out to us like, let's work one-to-one -one and Guna and I, you know, obviously we've been doing what we do over 20 years in combined experience here. And we were like, yeah, you know, there are just some people who are not ready for that yet, but still needed the accountability and the support. So this is how Business by Design Academy was birthed. And within a Business by Design Academy, right. we're like, all right, we don't just want this to be just an everyday group. We actually want these, we do bi-weekly calls to actually take the time to talk to people about, hey, 
What are yeah. you struggling with and how can we help you get through it? Because this is a thing that a lot of coaches do that gets me. And when I'm working with clients myself who are wanting to coach and consult, I always say, remember that one size isn't going to fit all. No. So you can't just stick someone into a coaching program where, where you stick everybody else one way and think it's going to work. So it's powerful to know how you can relate and connect. And like you said, finding mentorship with someone that also understands you, your business and how to connect with you is important. So follow people, like find people that inspire you and follow them and see, hey, try their systems. Like people give enough information if they're going to consult with you or mentor you, try their systems for 90 days. And if they're working for you, you should probably reach out to them if you're ready to get to the next level because you know it works. So let me ask you then, you said 10% of, oh, did I, <laughs> sorry, 10% of your like branding, marketing, you know, that's like where that's <laughs> and the rest is, you know, mindset. mindset. <laughs> I talk about a lot. It's so true. Because the people around mindset, it doesn't matter what tips or value we give them in branding or marketing, it's just not going to happen. But when it came to marketing and branding, like how did that relate for you, for your audience? Like, did you have a bunch of rounds of it? Did you have good direction going into it? And has it carried you through? Have you rebranded? This is where I can't believe you had me talk to your audience. No, I am not. This is my weak spot. This is my weak spot. I am not a designer. I am, um, I struggle with saying I'm not a creative. I'm not a creative in the same way that you all are. I've been working, again, this is a mindset thing. I've been working on trying to say I'm not a creative because I have good ideas. I just don't make pretty things. That's where I, that is not my skill set. So, um, I, I mean, I worked with Liz on it. We had, um, what are those little things called? The, uh, um, a workflowy. We had like a workflowy, and we went through. and And the funny thing is, I had some kind of strange, like foreshadowing in my business when my first LLC that I ever created when I started freelancing in 2015 was called the Free Mama. I had a mentor at the. Speaking of mentors, I had a mentor at the time. It was a man. He's like, you can't do that. He's like, you are going to miss out on so many clients. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like. No, but this is like, this is a part of me. And so I remember my very first conversation with Liz and she's like, okay, have you been thinking like names for your program and all this stuff? And I said, well, my business is called The Free Mama. And I remember her sitting back and being like, it is? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, do you know how perfect that is for this? And I'm like, well, I do now. Like I didn't in 2015, like I didn't even know where I was going. And so uh, I always say that my my business was kind of birthed from this like, belief system that always existed. And it's been this interesting evolution. But um, so I kept the name. I did get a new logo from my 2015 blog. Logo was really bad. Um, and then I had, you know, I have some colors and stuff, but I'll be really honest. I did it all myself. And it, it has, it's for me, it has been you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Clearly, it hasn't prevented people from purchasing. I actually have shockingly gotten some compliments on, on my brain of stuff. And I'm always like, really? Um, but I, what I will say is, one, I know I, I, need to, I need to pay someone to come in and redo all my websites. I know that. Um, and two, I think what has made the biggest difference in terms of just marketing and branding in general and I do not say this to toot my own horn, you guys. I tell you this to get out of your own way. Uh, the biggest difference has been me. 
And it has been my ability to show up for my audience over and over again, even when Facebook Lives used to make me want to throw up and I would have to go pee like 20 times before I did it because I was so nervous. Like, it's, you guys, this was less than a year ago. So nervous. I was so nervous. And my coach was like, you have to do it. You have to show up for your people. They have to get to know you. And so I think in terms of like the bigger branding conversation and storytelling and all of that, the difference has been me. So whatever your business is, you are like the leader of your business. You are, you are your brand for 99% of you. And so you need to, yes, beautiful things are important. They are so important. And I wish that it was in my wheelhouse and it's not. Um, but you have to know who you are and what you represent and how to talk about it in an authentic, relatable way that people are going to gravitate towards you. And that also is going to be a really, really important part of your brand story. No, it's not necessarily like a digital asset, but it's like, you know, a virtual asset. <laughs> so important. And Gwen and I just talked about brand collateral. It's not just your website. It's not just your logo. It's right. your content. It's your visuals. Yes. It's messaging. It's all of it. Yep. People very confused about that. Like I have a logo, I have a website. Okay, that's great. But what's what's your collateral? Like, what are you actually using content messaging wise to reach people? Because yeah. people miss the boat on that. They're like, but I have a website. Why is it not getting me clients? Yeah, I do have two copywriters. And what I will say about that is as soon as I as soon as this started working, working, right? As soon as people started buying my program, like consistently, and I'm like, okay, I have an offer that people want, right? Like I've got my proof now, it works. Now it's time to like, how do we go back and we tweak and we test and we improve? And the very first investment that I made back into my business, uh, like right after those initial sales was hire a copywriter. And she went back in and she, cause I had built everything by myself. I, I had this much money when I started guys, this much. So guess where everything, including that coach went? on that credit card. This time I told my husband, the first time I didn't, this time I did. Um, but everything to start this business went on a credit card. So when I say you gotta believe in yourself, you have got to believe in yourself, um, especially if you're gonna put take that kind of risk, right? Um, and I did, I knew that this was gonna work. And so as soon as it did, you think I would have started paying myself and been really excited to see some money, but I didn't. I breathed life back into my business because I knew that it needed it to grow in a way that then I could pay myself back, right? And now I have no debt, by the way. It's all paid off, we're good. But the first thing I did was hire a copywriter. She went back through all my email sequences and she cleaned them all up because guess what? That again, I'm okay at it. I got those first sales. Everything was good enough to start. And we could talk about that too, perfectionism and getting in the way. Woo! I did that to myself for a really long time. But the reality was it was good enough to start and then I invested in the copywriter who understood the psychology and sales writing and all of these things. And she continues to write for me today. She's done, since then we've built out a whole nother product. She did the sales page and a downsell sequence. She did all of it. Um, she does my, my email marketing on a consistent basis. We touch base, she understands. So again, kind of back to Guna's question in terms of like finding the right mentor, this goes for finding any of your team members as well. You've gotta have the people that understand your brand, they understand your mission, they understand what you're doing and they're on board with it. Um, because I trust this person so much that I could probably get away with not even reading it and publishing it. And I, like, I know it would be good. I don't do that, but I probably could because she knows my voice and my brand and like my sarcasm, my, like I like to be kind of like witty or like throw stuff in and I talk about my family. I'm very open and, and she gets me and it's beautiful. Um, man, we could talk about outsourcing. We could talk about so many things. <laughs> I could talk to you guys all day long. <laughs> 
Now, this is so, so true. And there is so many like ways in a business as well. Like you need to know at what point you are, what you yep. can do with the resources you have. Do your best. It's not like you need like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing business and, and then you just like grab from everywhere just the best things mm-hmm. and, and everything. No, it's not how it's happening. You need to realize at which point you are and what you can what you can do the best as you can at that point and that moment. So there will always be some struggles, some sacrifices or something. And then when you are ready to, to get and do the next step, then you can do that. And we are talking as well about that a lot in our previous episodes. And, and it's just like so magical when you believe in yourself, how everything actually, and when you invest back in your business, mm-hmm. how everything actually goes much, much faster and smoother and, and um, much better. And there comes the probably last question for today. What would you encourage like for other mamas out there, like little struggling, little worrying, like maybe this is not perfect. This is not perfect. Maybe they are worried to go live or to just show up or, or just like kind of take that next step or invest in mentor or invest in some program. Like what would be like, like the best your tip or encouragement for, for everybody who is just listening now today? Uh, Oh gosh. I have so many different ways I could take this. Um, I think, I think something that's really important to remember, well, two things. I'm going to go with two. Okay. I think the real, one really important thing to remember is that nobody, nobody is going to care as much about your life and you and your goals and your dreams as you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Not your coach, not your spouse, not your kids. Like you, you got to dig deep. And I, what I would really argue, it's really interesting. One of the kind of, um, like pushback responses that I get from a lot of people in emails about my program is, um, and it's really funny, but so, so again, my spiel is kind of helping moms, you know, leave their nine to five to, to build these home-based businesses. And one of the spiels that I get all the time in, in emails is like, well, I mean, like, I'm not going to leave my benefits. And I'm like, okay, that's like mic drop, like, okay, like then you don't want it that badly because there's other ways to go about getting healthcare. And so like, I guess my point of that example is just like, do you, do you want to stay at home and freelance and be with your kids and have the flexibility to take them on his, on the zoo, to the zoo on a Wednesday or pick them up from school and work your own hours and potentially make more money than you're making right now? Like, do you want all that? Or do you want to stay at your nine to five and be unhappy, but you have the security of benefits? Because you have that choice. Nobody's going to decide it for you. And so just whatever your circumstances are, just remember that nobody's going to care more about your life and your dreams than you. And so if you're not willing to fight for them and go after them, whatever it is, like, then good luck. I don't I mean, it's just not going to happen. And the other thing, and this is, I say this all the time, I probably fit it into every single podcast interview I ever do, but it is. It is my favorite quote. I, I don't have any tattoos, but if I were to get one, it would probably be of this quote. Um, and it's it's Henry Ford, and it's whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're right. And it just goes back to hitting the mindset, like the, the, the nail on the head. Like if you if there's something you want to do and you're sitting there telling yourself like, well, I can't do that, then you are 100% correct. But if you're sitting there, and I don't care how big and crazy and beautiful your dream is, but if you're sitting there going like, I'm going to do this, then I bet you do. Like as long as you take action and you're putting the movement behind the belief, then I bet you do accomplish it. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next year, but like 
nothing's going to stop you if you have that kind of belief in yourself. So those, that's my, those are my little words of encouragement. <laughs> so powerful. So powerful. So I, I think that Gouda and I can both agree that we're going to have to bring you back on to talk about outsourcing yes. and life balance because that question, I know I said at the beginning, but that question's so loaded and it goes along with how people can actually outsource and yep. live a better life. But I think that literally we should devote a whole segment just to talking about that because truly totally. really it's something like when good and I are speaking with, with our clients, well, you know, how are you managing all of this alone? You know, like how are you, cause good and I both have our husbands that work with us and then we have outsourcing. We personally use yeah. as training assistant. I'm training. And so we have, you know, we have these things going on, but we've learned over the past two, three years that you have to do this. You cannot be the DIYer of everything. Cause then you're no. miserable. No, I would say have it all, don't do it all. Have yes. it all. Don't exactly. do it all. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like we have to have you back on if you'll totally. come. Yes, I'd love to. Outsourcing. But in the meantime, let where can everyone go find you, uh, learn about you more, follow what you have going on with outsourcing? Can you plug that in for us? Totally. Um, so if you're interested in freelancing, if you're a mom and this talked to you and you're not quite sure exactly what your millennial sparkly ideas and you're ready to get over it and actually start making money, you can come check me out at thefreemamamovement.com. If you just want to hang out with me and like the coolest Facebook group on the internet, uh, we're also at the Free Mama Movement. You can find us on Facebook. Um, and then if, I know we'll talk about this next time, but if you're an entrepreneur who is ready to start outsourcing, I actually do have a program, a matching program where I put uh, uh, it's like a personally curated match of women who have graduated from my program. So if you're looking for a social media manager, a virtual assistant, um, a copywriter, things like that, I have graduates of my program and I actually personally will have a consultation with you and match you with the person who's going to help you grow your virtual business. And you can check that out at thefreemamamatchmaker.com. Amazing. So I'm going to post those when this goes live, both links. So awesome. that check it out. Thank you. Oh, so yes, I had so much fun. I could talk to you girls all day. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And we will wait you for another episode. And uh, yeah, it was incredible, incredible episode. Everybody who is just joining now can uh, go back and rewatch it. I will definitely do it because because <laughs> <laughs> you're off the bus. You're off the bus. Definitely, uh, we would love to have you uh, one more time for and talking a little bit more and deeper about all outsourcing and balancing. And um, and yeah, thank you, thank you so much for being today with us. It's uh, been incredible. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another incredible and actionable episode here at the Fox and Wolf Talk Show. Be sure to like and follow us at the Fox and Wolf Talk Show on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast and email list today at gunaandleela.com to stay up to date on future shows and events. We can't wait to see you right here, your number one spot for design, branding, and marketing next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. UK time.